Pile Fever Podcast, Episode 6, probably my most anticipated guest. Now, before I get into that, I do want to say that this is brought to you by Toyota. All right. So now, get it on to the podcast. We got Wes Berg, the beast, the leader, DU legend, the man who's hoisting up the national championship trophy in 2015 for the boys, senior my freshman year. Wes Berg, how we doing? Wow, what an intro. Great to see you, Trevor. Yeah, Yo, you know, I had to throw that. Wes Berg. <laughs> Every time you would score, Wes Berg. That was the, that was the Caldwell special. Yeah. He, he'd have that on at the CNG when he owned it. He loved it. That was my first year. I think they... That you were talking about that when we played Loyola in the quarterfinals, and he he loved that. <laughs> yeah. Every goal and another goal by Wes Berg. <laughs> oh man, but how you doing, man? How you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. You know, it's a bizarre time, but I'm I'm back home in in Coquitlam here. So we were actually supposed to play Vancouver um, right before they they canceled um, games and and all that coming up. So. Uh, you know, at, at home, get to see some familiar faces and some friends and, and my girlfriend and then uh, staying with the, the new roommates here, my parents. So they're probably already already sick of me. But, uh, you know, things are things are good. It's, um, you know, it's uh, it is a bizarre time, but it's good to be home and and, uh, and just kind of enjoy some time off. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, wait, did I hear you said girlfriend? You said yep. girlfriend? Yeah, Same girl great. from before? Yeah, yeah, rekindle the old fire. So it's it's uh, it's good. I mean, it's tough for me traveling all the time, but uh, no, th things are good, and uh, it's nice to be home for a little bit. That's good. That's good, man. Yeah, you're saying that. Uh, obviously, you know, playing in the NLL, uh, it was tough how how the season ended, and uh, just kind of right leading up to playoffs. It was kind of everybody was making that playoff push, and obviously we we're going through unprecedented times. So. You know, it is what it is, but it's probably great that you get home to see your family and, and everything. Familiar faces, like you said, the girlfriend, all that. That's probably great, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to take some positive out of it, but it, it's it's tough, um, especially in the NLL. You know, this is an exciting league, and it always seems like the team that, that comes in hot or, or had, a, had a tough start to the year, um, you know, ends up ends up taking it home or making a long playoff run, so... Uh, anything could happen, and it's it's the most exciting time of the year for for indoor, and so it's it's a bummer. I know lots of teams uh, in the running for it, and it's a tough way to kind of just have things come um, come to an end like that. But you know, this is part of just just doing our job here and trying to trying to keep everybody safe. Right, right, no question, man. Uh, so speaking a little bit more about indoor. So playing with San Diego, you're on Calgary before. How? was your experience this season? I mean, obviously, I got to see a little bit of it with highlights and everything like that, but uh, we actually didn't – we never played – we didn't play you guys. No, we were supposed to come out to Philly, which would have been uh, a good one. You know, it's an electric arena there, but we were supposed to come out, I think, after Vancouver, so probably two weeks after this whole thing came to an end. So we never uh, – yeah, we never got to play each other. And, um, yeah, you know, it's been an incredible experience just – just a first class organization and, and working with guys that you know um i've known for quite a while with, with steve govett through team canada and him him being with the mammoth for the longest time when we were at du and um you know just just some some awesome people and uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun and you know what a what a city to 
to be living in and and uh can't can't complain about the weather all year round you know it's it's just beautiful you can golf uh all 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 season you know there's no there's no winter winter uh stoppage like there is in canada and, and the east coast there so it's it's great and then of course uh my my old roommate mike reese here is uh right. <laughs> living down you know he's a he's a california native from from uh, encinitas that area so i see him quite a bit and uh you know i just can't shake that guy Right, man. <laughs> no matter I don't what think I do, can shake that guy. <laughs> <laughs> on the field or off the field, hey, no, <laughs> no, no, that was great having Reese on here uh, a couple of weeks ago. That was that was awesome too. Great to catch up with him as well. Uh, so that was probably a blast. You guys living together probably felt pretty similar to the living situation that we had going on at DU. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah. The animal house we had with the the duplex, I can't believe they let us uh, rent that that space that we had. You know, a ten person house, but we also had um, Zach living there with with Anime and Sarah. So we had a, a nine month year old old baby with uh, just a bunch of animals there. So that was probably uh, you know once <laughs> in a lifetime uh, uh, experience at at that point. But you know it was a lot of fun, and we we had a we had a tight knit group, and it was. It was great to have all the guys over to the house and, and have the parties we did and all the bonding and, and it was you know some great stories from there probably not a not a lot we can uh, reveal on this podcast but uh, you know we we really did we had we had a ton of fun and and you know my side of the house with Walt Rooney uh, Colin Wolford uh, Carol Mike you know it was um, it was it was an awesome way to to spend my last year you know it was just a great group of guys. Right. No, yeah, that was that was such a sweet – it was like a landmark, man. And uh, I remember being – I was a freshman at the time. You know, many late nights just – you know, I, I'm not going to go back to the dorms. I'm, I'm just going to go over to Wes's house. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over to the duplex. And, and like you said, you know, kind of like that debacle of 10 lacrosse guys. You got five on each side of the duplex right next to each other. And then also a, a nine-month-year-old baby, like – like what you know like oh, how yeah. many people can say that you know no no they could make a movie out of that after and you know it didn't help probably that we were about a stone's throw away from the border and in cng as well so it was uh, <laughs> it was even if people were coming by for a pit stop you know there was always something going on there so it, it was fun right it was it was a great great time and uh you know, I don't think anybody got their security deposit back. That's that's for sure. But the, <laughs> the house is still standing at, at this point, I think. So, yeah, you know, it, was, it was awesome. Yeah, no, actually, dude, speaking of that, the lacrosse girls moved in. Uh, oh, right. Like later, yeah, when I was like a senior, maybe junior or senior, I think they lived there both years. I think after, you know, after 2015 championship, gone, <laughs> that, that party coming back with, we set the campus on fire, not actually oh, yeah. with emotion. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I think the, the owner took a year off. I don't think he rented it out to anybody after that one. And then, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he rented it out to the lacrosse girls, which is great. It, it just wasn't the same, though, you know? It was, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'd go over their house, and I'm walking around, and I'm like. Probably a lot you know, cleaner, though. I bet you it probably smelled a lot better and a lot cleaner. But oh, uh, It was spotless, you know, and. And, you know, they got all their girls' trinkets everywhere. They got the trinkets everywhere. And I'm just like, you know, only if they knew, man. Only if they knew. They weren't even in school when we were here sitting in these exact quarters, you know? <laughs> yeah, if those walls could talk. Right. <laughs> good thing they can. It's a good thing they can. 
you know, man. You know, that's crazy. That's crazy. But yeah, but, but you know, all those lines, yeah, I, and on a more serious note, I think uh, one thing that I always remember from, from that year, obviously, it was such a phenomenal year going on to win it all. But, uh, you know, the leadership that you guys had and a lot of it kind of revolved around that house, you know, um, all the guys in the house, like you, Wes, Wooly, uh, Pat Carroll, you know, and, and all those guys, like we really looked up to you guys and, and you guys did such a great job with us of teaching us how to really enjoy the moment, you know, enjoy what we're doing, enjoy our company. But at the same time, when it was time to go, like you better, you better get, you better get in line, you know, <laughs> you better yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, we, we had a great dynamic with uh, some of our seniors and, you know, just older guys where we had some, some really straight edge um, and just, just unbelievable leaders like, you know, Carson Cannon and guys who did everything by the book in, in the right way. And, and, you know, you got guys like, like Sean that, um, you know, he liked to have his fun too, but he was an unbelievable student, you know, almost genius level of, um, of brain capacity. Uh, you know, he's going to be a surgeon or something one day, but also, you know, he'd be first in the, in the Monday mile every day. He, he worked so hard and it was great for us. And, and then you, you had uh, a little bit of a lighter side with, with guys like Mike Reese and, and things. So, so we kept, you know, we kept it fun and, and still kept everybody accountable and, you know, uh, make, make sure you get your school work done at a certain point. It's, it was lacrosse first, you know, academic second, but you still had to, had to be uh, eligible, right, to play. And, um, and we had a lot of fun, but we also worked hard and we, we got, got what we needed to get done on the field with, with practice and, and, you know, made sure everybody, everybody came to play, whether it was with practice or the, or the game, you know, we had everybody uh, going on all cylinders and that was a, a huge part of it. And we, you know, we, we didn't want it to be this dynamic that uh, you, you segregate classes or whatever and, you know, kind of feel like you're, you're trying to scare the freshmen into doing what you say or, or bullying them into things the, the way that sometimes that's how it is. So, you know, we, we did a good job of there, there wasn't any pecking order. It didn't matter if you're a freshman that, that wasn't playing and filling up water bottles or, you know, it was your last year and you're um, started on the team. It was kind of a, a just a group effort and and that was that's the way to do it that's that's how uh teams win and that's always way more fun and so I thought uh things really came together like that and it's this kind of the culture with with DU um you know coming in my first year I Mark Matthews a huge reason I came there but you know he he was so much fun and, and same with Alexander Demopoulos and and those guys they they took you under their wing and you know they showed you how to have fun but also that you needed to you get your school done and, and, and kind of fly in under the radar without uh, raising any red flags in the academics or, or getting into trouble. So I learned a lot from those guys, and, and that's kind of how we, we tried to, yeah, you know, make, basically uh, keep that culture going. Right. Yeah, no, no question, man. And, and, and it's so cool to see. And, and like, kind of when I was going up, uh, obviously that was my freshman year, and going up to, to my senior year, you know, it was such a great blueprint, you know, of – uh, of that balance, like you said, and, and, and I don't want to just like, I know I said that house was a great landmark, but, but I really like how you said, you know, there's so many other great leaders and especially in that senior class, like Carson Cannon and Sean Cans and, and a bunch of other guys that yeah, were, Garrett Hulse. I don't think anybody gives him as much credit right. as, as he did for, you know, not only on the field, but, um, helping guys out off the field and, and things. So there's, you know, you could go down the list, right. We're probably forgetting quite a few names, but, we had a we had an awesome awesome group effort and 
Um, a lot of names that, you know, might not jump out at you, but they, they really made the a world of difference. Right. No, no question, man. And, and, and that bounce was, uh, it was, it was cool, you know, cause it didn't matter, you know, if you were a 4.0 student or if you were a 2.0 student, you know, <laughs> or, or anything or, or what you liked to do or what you didn't like to do, you know, everybody was accepted. And, and that was my biggest reason why I chose to go there. Cause you know, me being a late recruit and, you know, I came in my senior year of high school and I'm thinking, you know, like I'm at, I don't know if I can hang with these guys, you know, and just seeing everybody together, um, all different personalities come from so many different States, uh, such a different culture than almost any other school that I went to, you know? Which yeah. Was, yeah. It, it's, it's awesome to see, you know, I, I think, just where geographically where we're located, you were getting more, you know, California now is, is a huge lacrosse hotbed, but back then it was still growing a bit more, but you didn't see many times where you'd have, you know, Washington, um, Portland, Oregon guys coming from there. We had, you know, Minnesota, we had guys from all over the place, Indiana, um, you know, of course, DU's always had a record of having, you know, crazy Canucks from the West coast as well as the <laughs> Ontario. Right. But, we, we really did from all over the place. It wasn't just your, your traditional Baltimore, Long Island um, kind of, kind of players, right? We were, you can look at the, you know, if you put, put a pin on the map for where every guy was from, it would cover almost, you know, all over North America. Right. Which is, you know, you, you, a lot of, a lot of programs and a lot of places really in the world in general, can't say that, you know, being a part of a team that, that that's like that. So that, that's what I do. And I, I know I, I told you this before, but on my visit, I, we were going to Mazzianos and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, you know, I'm really nervous. I'm a senior and I'm like, all right, like, where's Wes? Like, I'm trying to find Wes, you know, I'm trying to find like all these top players. I'm like, oh, like maybe they're all sitting together. Like I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to feel it out. <laughs> the round table. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I couldn't tell, like I couldn't figure it out. And actually what I did is I, I went to the the bathroom a couple times and I would pull up the roster on my phone and then <laughs> try to look at the pictures so I would know like like if people were referring to somebody else like I would know their names or like know who they're talking about a little bit so I'll go to the locker room and try to pull up all these pictures and I'm like oh I try to remember try to remember and I'm like all right and I, I run back and I'd sit down and I just completely forget I completely forget you know so. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. So no, I I completely forget when I when I come back and and it was just like a family, you know. It was a family of Yeah, exactly. And it's tough to do with, you know, sometimes fifty to sixty guys, right? I grew up playing I got a hockey background and even junior lacrosse, a lot of times, you know, twenty to twenty five guys, which when you come from the same area, you're kinda of cut from the same cloth. But um yeah, when you when you take all the all the different factors that go into it. I thought, you know, it was just a really special place to go to school and, and play on a team like that. And of course, icing on the cake, being able to, to solidify with a championship. So that, that was really special, but you know, I, I, either way it would have just been an, an unbelievable sp experience uh, getting to, getting to go to DU. All right. No question, man. So going, going off that. So let's talk about, let's talk about on field a little bit, you know? So, uh, obviously we overlapped one year, so, and it was a pretty sweet year, you know, I can't, I can't stop smiling, I can't stop talking about it, you know, but what, that, that championship run of 
quarterfinals, semifinals, finals was probably one of the most exciting and craziest few lacrosse games I've ever been a part of. Maybe in the history of the sport, man. You know, first we go to Ohio State. We're down seven. We're down seven one going into halftime. Then we're playing uh, Notre Dame in the semifinals. And we're up big and they put into overtime. It's like, oh my gosh, can we just get a break here? <laughs> you know, the Ohio State game, right? We had that, I think it was an hour. I don't know how it seemed like a five hour lightning delay. I, it might have been shorter than that, but they just came out right out of the gates. I think we were down like six nothing, and then it was like eight one. And I kind of remember a lot of, a little bit of panic there. And it was like, this isn't the way we're going out. And um, I, you know, that was kind of your first, you know, big game where you didn't dominate the Brown game. I think you scored in your first playoff game, like five seconds in Trev won the face off <laughs> and score. And we're like, Oh, Trev's not going to have any playoff nerves. So that's good. And then, you know, you had, you're, you're playing against Withers, who's a hell of a face off guy. He's scrappy. He's very talented. And I just kind of remember, you you know being a little bit discouraged and hanging your head at the at the half and that was kind of a, a probably a big turning point for you is you know we, we talked to you about at halftime and you came back out of the gates and you know showed some some mental fortitude there and and got you know started scrapping and getting us back in it and we just you know chipped away chipped away and and ended up that was probably one of the most epic comebacks uh du history there you know for us to win in the quarterfinals um at home, just a crazy game. Actually, funny story about that. Mike Reese's brother, I guess, was supposed to fly out. He ended up having uh, some fun the night before, missed his flight. Wow. And so the only reason he got to the game is because it was delayed so long. And so he gets there and we're down like 8-1. And he's like, ooh, this is, you know, this isn't so good. And as soon as we got, he got there, I guess we started scoring and came back and then, and then won. So he takes most of the credit for it. But it's wow. pretty, pretty funny how that goes. Yeah, I never, but, um, that. I never yeah. that. Yeah, I just remember that that one I think is one of my all-time memories just because of, you know, Ohio State being one of our biggest rivals like Notre Dame and they've given us so much trouble in the past. And I still remember, I still have a picture. I think it's one of my screensavers and it's us celebrating a goal behind the net and there's a huge Ohio State logo and it just says overrated instead of Ohio. Oh, it. so, oh. it's, it's pretty good. And I had some buddies on that team, some some good players like, you know, Jesse King and Turner Evans and, and a bunch of guys, guys I know. So that one was a was a big one. And then, you know, that Notre Dame game was just just crazy. And uh so those those were kind of I think more eventful than the finals, right? You talked about the finals kinda we just, you know, I, we were in cruise control a little bit there. Right. Yeah, and I think to that point, you know, like like we're talking about earlier, um, like for you, that was like your third Final Four, like you said. So it's like, you know, it's a, it's all about getting over that hump. You know, it's like we've been here, like all right, this year we're gonna get over that hump, and then you're like ah, like we don't we don't get it this year, and then finally we get there. We have uh, insane semifinal game, insane yeah. quarterfinal game, and insane semifinal game. And then we finally make it to the finals first time. And it's like, all right, like, all right, now it's well, time. Like, we exactly. Made it and, you, and, you know, exactly. And you talk about experience. Well, Coach Key had been there so many times. And I don't think anybody understood the point of that Monday mile because half the time you're beat up from the weekend. And the last thing you want to do is run a mile 
I, I was usually doing the abs club over there because I had bad wheels, but um, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of grinding out this Monday mile, but that was the thing, right? You go from the highest of highs, you know, overtime win, get to the finals. Well, sometimes, you know, you, you might've kind of, you know, used a lot of your energy, a lot of that excitement. And then all of a sudden Monday, you know, the big game where you gotta, you gotta finish it off in the championship. You know, we'd been there before and coach T been there so many, or sorry, coach T been there so many times that was, you know, a lot of it was mental and the way we came out of the gate there and just, you know, we, there's no way we were going to be, be denied that championship at that point. Right. No question, man. No question. So, so a little more, a little more about that year for you. So, uh, Obviously, you know, huge point scored, big player for, for Denver your, all your four years. But that year, you know, like obviously I talked about like the leadership role and then also being a toward and finalist, you know, that was that was that something that was even on your mind? And I feel like I know the answer to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all you, you cared know. about was winning the game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's a funny uh, kind of a funny question because even you know you, the modest answer is, is none of it's on your mind really because for me also I, I've been lucky to be on some championship winning teams with you know winning a Minto and, and winning the Worlds with Team Canada at a, at a younger age and that's just so special I, I've been lucky to, to get a couple individual accolades but there's nothing better than that kind of bond that you have when you win with a, a teammate and win the championship and being able to celebrate with your friends you know the individual awards are they're they're almost uh, you know pointless compared to to something as big as a championship and that was really all, only my mindset you know I really wanted to to win with with those guys I've been through a lot with for, for four years and a lot of the, the new guys on the team and also too I think it was the year of the Onondaga Lyle Thompson you know he I don't know he, you know an ungodly amount of points that he had I just didn't even I didn't even think about it as like I had a you know a shot at it because. That was kind of, I think last, the year before they split it with his brother, but you almost knew, even, you know, even if I had 10, 15 goals in the finals and a miraculous, I, I think it was his award anyway. So um, before we even went into the finals, sometimes you, you see the tour where somebody has a big final four weekend and, and that kind of wins them over. But so I, I the whole time I, I was kind of, I didn't even think about it because, you know, I just thought even, even if you had a weekend, like that there's no way that you're winning it and again all my all my focus on was was that championship uh that's that's the best way to to go out and you know I had such good experience at Denver but it's everything is kind of uh amplified when you can solidify it with a with the championship winning the big one right 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 dude no question and and the reason why I asked that is when I was re-watching the game I don't think I ever re-watched it uh you know as 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 a broadcast, you know, like I've watched yeah. bits and pieces or like the raw film or something, but as a broadcast, I've never watched the full game until last weekend or last week when they played it. And they were kind of, the announcers were kind of painting that picture of, you know, like all like the toward and finalists, like he's trying to come out. He's trying to like, get it, like make a pull for this award. And I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> you know? I'm like, if you know Wes, He's not thinking about that right now. Like he's just—he wants to win. Like he wants. Yeah. To win. And exactly, and I think that was a big reason why we did have the success that we did. You know, um, 
bringing in a guy like Connor Canizero with all this the skill in the world who I think he you know he must have blown the points record out of the water that year for single season you know if he was there for for four years would probably have more more goals but he, he was a hot hand for a lot of the year and you know we'd feed him and, and set up plays and I think a lot of defensive schemes were kind of you know you got to stop Connor Canizero and that's where um you lock a guy off like that or you stop a guy like like Zach Miller and you focus a lot of attention on him and um, Pacer and, and I and a few other guys we, we played offense by committee right whether you were a pick guy sealing just moving the ball trying to beat the guy you know your, your man one-on-one -on -one and move it or it so happened in, in the finals I was kind of the the off-ball guy and I just you know scored a lot off of guys doing the dirty work but <laughs> that, that weekend you know I get a lot of glory just catch and shoot and I did my job, right? You, you got to can those shots. But um, there's so many guys that were just so underrated, like Randy and, and Zach Miller, who he'll never get as much credit as he deserves for, for what he did for our team that year. And, you know, just just ice in his veins, some of those games where even even the final uh, or that, that semifinal where I scored, you know, that's Miller shaking his guy and, and, and doing all the work and pace making a spark play. And I just, you know, had the – had the uh, the nerves to, to can that shot and end it, right? So <laughs> I didn't really do much of the work, but uh, that's just how it was. And, and everybody was on the same page offensively, right? Nobody, could, nobody cared about those individual accolades. And, and that was just another big reason why we had the, the success we did. Yeah, man, no, that, you really hit on the head. And that was actually one of the points I wanted to, I wanted to hit for you personally, but you kind of, you kind of, explained it for the whole team perspective was how how I like always watched you play you know as a face-off guy you know you face off and you you watch the offense you know hope you win the face off hopefully and then you come off and then I'm watching I'm like oh they're gonna go score then I'm gonna go try to do it again <laughs> like that, that, that helped a lot too you know we, we knew we had a ton of confidence we were going hey we scored the first one. We're probably going to get the ball back if we score every <laughs> single time. So that's always that's always huge because sometimes there's an attack when you're going, well, if I lose the ball and they score, and we're not winning faceoffs, you're that's in your head, right? And you it breaks right. the flow up. So that that's another thing, you know. Offensively, we just were a fine, you know, finely oiled machine that year because hey, you screw up and you chuck one in the goalie stick and they go down and score. It's like, no, well, big deal. We're getting the ball back next shift. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully hopefully yeah but yeah but what I had down was you know uh like you talked like obviously I said toward and finalist you know up for you won the most valuable player of the tournament right yeah 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 so and and like you kind of said it what I always thought was so amazing was you didn't have to have the ball in your stick 90 or 80 or even 70 percent of the time to be such a force on the field, you know, and, and a lot of times in college lacrosse and in lacrosse in general, that's not the case. You know, you look at a lot of top attackmen that are playing now, you know, and, and not to discredit their game, you know, not, it's just two different styles, you know, like you didn't have to have the ball on your stick, you know, and, you, and quite frankly, I felt like everybody was cool with not having the ball on their stick, you know, we're doing this together. Uh, and that's, that's like what I when I envision like you score those goals and things like that. It's like he didn't even have to. He didn't even have the ball. <laughs> you know, like just pass it my way. Or no, I remember. I remember uh, off, we were running fast breaks and you run the point off the face off. My stick's all cranked up, so I'm like throwing some crappy passes to you. 
And I remember one time, they're like, oh, yeah, man, just throw it. Just like, just throw it in my wheelhouse. It's like, just get it near me. There was a lot of assists that year. I got a lot uh, of apples that year. <laughs> yeah, I loved, I loved that year running the point. Uh, I, well, I mean, watching when, when Ethan Walker was there, he must have had like 51 years because he was on the other side. The lefty point, man, which is probably an easier pass for you. Yeah, so right. I, I think he, he, uh, he probably had even more fun than I did. But I remember, you know, you, you were just – so dominant on the face-offs and the, the thing was is you kept working on being able to I mean I don't know how you pass with those shovels after you do take a face-off <laughs> but you were able to you know to have the confidence and you got better and better above you know being able to either if, if they didn't respect you you go to the net and shoot and they had to go and so I just said you know I, again a lot of, lot of confidence that year maybe a little bit of arrogance and I just said you know chuck it somewhere in my vicinity chuck it in my wheelhouse somewhere and I'm going to catch it and and can one or make a make a play so that was uh you know and we throw the ball again we throw the ball out of bounds well big deal we're gonna get it back if we get scored on so <laughs> that was uh that was kind of the, the mentality and so i i love those uh you know coming especially opening draw where i think a lot of people thought hey you know this this guy might be trevor's kryptonite or whatever and then sure enough first first draw you'd be <laughs> uh, you know right yeah. to yourself and either coming down main street and shooting or throwing it to one of us to make a play so that was that was always a ton of fun right yeah right so couple couple different places i want to go off that one is you kind of mentioned it like you know we're playing ohio state in the quarterfinals we go down and they, they beat us bad that year right early regular season and you know they, they jump up on us and that week that week that they beat us in the regular season uh it was spring break and that was Finals the first week, yeah. game of spring break, you know? So uh, for everybody that doesn't know, you know, during spring break, you don't have class. You just practice all the time. <laughs> you play, you probably play three games in a week in a, or a week and a half. And uh, it's kind of like a good midpoint of the season, you know, and, and where you really should kind of start catching your stride a little bit. And we were, we we're doing really well leading up to that. And then all of a sudden we get absolutely pummeled by Ohio State. And then we're on a bus. We're, we bus to Pennsylvania from Ohio. And Coach T just absolutely rips us in the locker room after the game. Like probably one of the most powerful speeches of reprimandation I've ever had in my life. And, uh, and then everyone's just sitting on this seven-hour bus ride like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, I, I remember that. I remember uh... – well, I think we were, we had the, the Mike Tyson documentary come out and there was, you know, the scene that I'm going to talk about and he just turns it off, absolutely snaps. Because, you know, we're, it's going to be a seven hour bus ride. We can't sit in silence the whole time. And probably for about three hours, it was dead silent there. And then finally, I think we got slap shot on or, or something. What are the, you know, a classic and, and, and going, but yeah, you know, he... Uh, what what an awesome coach. He's one of those guys that I don't know what it is. If he puts his coaching hat on the kind of the Jekyll and Hyde effect where he just, you know, he goes banana lands and uh, you, you see him pretty animated on the sidelines and in practice, he just used to give it to guys. I remember well, a few things I probably can't say on the podcast that he did <laughs> he would, he would give it to guys who he knew could take it. Like, like Teddy McKenzie was a family friend and oh, he would just fillet people on the, on those, uh, oh. <laughs> on those and, you know, but but what an awesome awesome guy! He really had everybody's best interest when he comes to you know away from the field. He'd do anything for his players, guys who were in tough positions or or even after college and, and needed help with stuff. And 
I don't know how many reference letters he, he writes for guys. He's, he's got to be doing at least, you know, hours of that a day. He, he's just, you know, one of the most genuine uh, salt of the earth people you'll ever, you'll ever deal with. So it's, it's pretty awesome to, you know, sometimes you don't get it in your, your first couple of years and, and he's hard on guys. And, you know, I think he, he and I always had a good relationship, but on the field, we would, we would butt heads a lot and, you know, sometimes scream at each other. And I think he liked getting, you know, when guys would give it back to him a little bit, I think he, I think he fed off that. So, yeah. um, but you know, again, he just, just, just probably one of the best people you'll, you'll ever be around in terms of uh, a mentor and, and just um, as a person. No question. No question. You know, and, and, and all about that, you know, that personal development, you know, like uh, developing guys to, be ready to take that next step outside of lacrosse, you know, they, like he builds you up. I remember I was talking to Connor Flynn. Uh, we, we lived together for a year. We lived together in college. When he did his Flynn, or, yeah. Yeah. Flynn, Flynn and Dottie had bunk beds uh, <laughs> Flynn's fifth year in our house. Uh, and, um, you know, Flynn obviously graduates and then he, he gets into medical sales, which he's doing really well in now. And, there's so much pressure, you know, there's so much pressure in medical sales when you're, you're in surgery and you might have to use a device that they weren't planning on using because it's an emergency. And he has to, you know, walk, basically walk the surgeon through it. And he's like, yeah, you know, like a lot of people that are getting into it with me, like they just say they can't handle the pressure. And he's like, he's like, I think it's easy. He's like, <laughs> like, like I just, I'm used to getting screamed at if there's a problem or something like that. Right. Right. <laughs> He's like, yo, a doctor yelled at me today. And he was like, that's all you got, you know, <laughs> like that's it, you know? And, uh, and especially when it's coming from a guy like coach T who just cares so much about, about his players and, and the team. It's, it's, uh, it, it you know, I, I, we're really lucky to, to be able to been coached by him, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, all the, all the accolades and championships he's, he's won speak for themselves, but, um, really doesn't do justice what kind of what kind of guy he is uh, off the field. So, yeah, it, it was it was we were very fortunate to to have somebody like that, and uh, no, it was it was amazing, you know, because could ended up at Princeton, and I don't know if I was getting into, <laughs> into Princeton <laughs> there, but uh, yeah, so no, it was that was great, and um, you know, all the coaching staff, having having Brown, he was awesome, and being from Burnaby, right, right where. Uh, right next to Coquillam actually where, where I was born and raised you know we we uh we had a great relationship I think again we probably butt heads with a lot of things on on the uh on the field but just an awesome guy and um you know learned a lot from him um with with lacrosse and and field lacrosse not having a huge field lacrosse background so took a lot in from him and and it's helped me a lot through uh been playing professionally and then at the world stage so that that's been awesome and having Orson come in that that year you know he was uh he was something special I think he taught a lot of guys you know our, I think our defense was known for being a little bit softer maybe and uh you're not not, not well he's coaching you know he, right. he really not brought that intensity so you know great great coach um being able to coach guys individually and and then as a you know schematically with with how, how strong our defense was that year that was that was huge and, you know, when you're taking face-offs, you don't need to play a lot of defense. So that helps, too. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I think I think you hit it on the head. I remember, uh, obviously, you know, Coach Brown and Coach Orson taught me so much over the years. And uh, Coach O, uh, like, when he came in, I'll never forget the first uh, 
it was like one of the first practices of the year in the fall. And Coach O comes in. Obviously, I, like all the freshmen are new. So we're looking at Coach O like, like he's our coach, you know. But for everybody else, you know, it's like, oh, it's a new coach this year. You know, like we had a different D coach last year. And I think it was after the first week of fall ball, it's like a Saturday. And, you know, like the coaches give us that talk, you know, like, like be smart, you know, don't be doing anything stupid. Uh, and uh, he, he tells us a story about some kid like dropping acid or something when he played. <laughs> yeah, or something. I was like, one of the first like serious yeah, conversations yeah. he had with our team. I'm like a freshman in college. I'm thinking like, what the heck does he think we're doing on Saturday? Going, I think he went to, I don't know, it's a bunch of stuff that happened. Ended up hitting an officer, freaked out. But yeah, so yeah. I think he scared a lot of the freshmen straight after that. But yeah, that was pretty funny. I remember, I remember him giving that speech, and I, I forgot because I knew a couple guys that went to Marquette, so I'd heard that story um, before, and I, I forgot that he was coaching there. So yeah, that was a. A good way to come in hot and, and scare some of the, the new guys. <laughs> no, that was great. That was great. And then, but, but let's backtrack. So we, so we're talking about, you know, that week in that bus ride. I remember, you know, all year, you know, we we're harping on, like, we're going to go, we're going to go win this national championship. Like this is the year we're going to do this. And, um, you know, we get crushed by Ohio state. We were on that bus ride. Morale's really low. Oh yeah. And I think we played Lehigh right after. Yeah, and it was like negative like, ten out. It was just freezing there. Freezing cold game. It was like a I don't know, maybe like a one or two goal game. Like it was like close. It was way too close. It, it was a lot closer than it should have been. We weren't. Playing. <laughs> yeah. I remember everybody was. Th- I remember I was thinking as a freshman. I'm like, oh my gosh, like are we just are we gonna flip this thing? Or are we going the wrong way right here? And I think you guys, as the seniors and the coaches, like grabbed everyone. Was like. Like, we're going to, like, let's get this train back on the road. You know, like, let's let's get this back together. Um, them and Penn State. And we played Penn State that week. And then that was yeah. another close game. So, I'm thinking, like, like I'm like, we got to really figure this thing out, you know. But I think you guys brought that message of, you know, just kind of stay at it. And, and you don't have to do – you don't got to overdo anything, you know. Just do your job. And we're going to get through this, you know. And, and then we just came out the next week and we'll flame it, you know. Yeah. Well, exactly right. I think um, bumping the road like that and creating some adversity and and you know at the time I think guys were going through finals and things and a lot of guys heads weren't really in it. I remember actually my grandma died the night before that Lehigh game and it was just just seemed like everything was uh, you know kind of <laughs> falling apart. And I can't speak to it too much because I was a freshman that year, but uh, you guys went to three Final Fours previous to 2015 you know so so what was that like so I, I, I imagine you know like you're a senior Notre Dame comes back in this semi-final game to put it in overtime and you're thinking oh my gosh like what the heck is going on over here well like what was that like yeah that was that was wild you know because we, we did go up I believe it was 10-5 at that point and we'd been playing so well and you were, you were winning all the face-offs we thought you know they score and then, of course, getting a couple man ups and they're slowly creeping back. They've got some some unbelievable talent there, right? And so I just remember, you know, I, <laughs> the, the feeling of relief after, after we scored and, and ended it. But I just I just thought, uh, I think I missed one in overtime. I was about to shoot it and get blocked. And I just, the last second, kind of pulled it and 
but fortunately didn't hit anything and we were able to get the ball and get the timeout after but we were just thinking you know we've, we've got to end this we can't you know Carson made an unbelievable check not a huge takeaway guy right but he when he he came through in the clutch and um, he usually stay at home defenseman stay in front of you and, and taking the ball away from their best player what a turning point that was and, and my, I remember looking at and Miller sort of like, you know, we, we get a chance here. We have to end it now. And um, boy, no better guy to give the ball at that point, right? Just shook his defender and great pass to Pace who made the play. And uh, as soon as I got it, I was just thinking this, uh, this madness needs to end. You know, we, I thought we had it in the bag earlier. And that was one of those ones where it was more, more relief than, than excitement at that point. Uh, you know, you score some overtime goals and it's, it's very, very exciting. But that one was just felt like a whole world fell off my shoulders at that point just thinking that'd be a tough way to go out and I think we knew that 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 game was was basically the finals at that point um, those were kind of the two top teams whether you believe it or not are, are, are ranked but we matched up well with Maryland that year and we just we knew we had to had to end it there so what a feeling um, <laughs> yeah that, that was crazy that was a crazy one yeah no no question man especially a team like Notre Dame you know like, yeah the, the, the rivalry the the battle between coach T and Corrigan and Jerry Byrne and Brownie you know that was <laughs> that really was it was <laughs> there was a hate on for every game we played them there was no no week like leading up to, to playing Notre Dame and that was uh you know to, to have the story play out the way it did I know uh <laughs> I know Nick Ocell still still sobbing in his beers about that one a little bit yeah. he's a good friend of mine a great character he's a good sport but yeah, um, he was the one who tied it up actually, and um, that game really could have gone either way. That was a that was an awesome team, and um, you know that's that's just the way sport sport is. We we were we were better on that day, and and uh, able to pull it out in the last couple seconds. Right, no question, man. Yeah, I remember to that point. You know, you got you got Jerry Byrne. You know, he's he's chirping Brownie from across the box. <laughs> Brownie's like, what'd you say? Brownie's like, run up to the box. <laughs> They're chirping each other. The coaches are chirping each other back and forth. Oh, I loved it, man. I loved every second of it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, it I'm getting ready for the face-off. I'm, you know, I'm standing on the sideline by the box. I'm just watching it. I'm watching Coach, Coach Brown's like, yeah, you like that? <laughs> you know, just sending chirps back and forth. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. And I heard, I would hear from guys that apparently they play pickup basketball a lot of times, the, the coaches do or the assistant coaches. I don't know how much Coach T's playing these days, but I think <laughs> most of the guys, when they go in and they, you know, check out the facility and, and play some pickup basketball, but I guess usually, you know, maybe a half hour kind of messing around. And I guess those games were heated, guys throwing elbows and chirping each other and stuff. So translated over to the game where, you know, they'd be at each other on the sidelines with stuff and, you gotta love playing an atmosphere like that, and the passion and a rivalry like that is just—it's just awesome. And again, it's always always better when you win. Right, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, it's always always a great rivalry when you always win. No question. So, amazing year, right? So you go on and win the national championship. You win gold with Team Canada that summer. You know, a, a huge summer. What what's next? What 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 happens next? And and what are you doing? And what are you doing now? You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so it was the year before that we um, I was still a junior. Oh, we right. Played one in Denver, which is you know something about the Mile High City. I was I had so much fun there and a lot of success. So um, I ended up getting drafted to Denver for the Outlaws, which was um, which was great. You know, lots of buddies on the team, lots of guys I knew, and 
Um, I think I wasn't quite ready. You know, it's been a long season, and especially us playing junior in the summer, right? You don't get much of a break. Coach D and Brownie were great with giving us some some time off in the fall. Um, you know, a lot of times we take a bit of a, a fall break or not practice too much, but the body would take a toll, and uh, I ended up playing. Went flew out to the Twarton um, award ceremony, and then came back, and you know was having some fun with the guys, and then of course. I didn't know I was going to even play in that Saturday game with the Outlaws and uh, blew my hamstring, I think, first or second shift. So <laughs> that's how my professional career started. That was a tough start. But, um, you know, I had a, a lot of fun playing in Denver and so fortunate to have even more success there. We, we won two championships, went to the, the finals, two or three out of those three years that I was on the on the team. And um, just such a great organization, group of people. And um, ton of fun and um, now playing in the PLL so playing on the water dogs now all right um, it'll be all that'll right. be fun lots of um, familiar faces with playing with Zach Currier and Ben McIntosh and Drew Snyder and a bunch of bunch of guys I know so it should be a lot of a lot of fun be a bit of a crazy format for the tournament and um, just living down in San Diego and, and enjoying uh, working for the team and and um and playing for for an unbelievable organization so a lot of lacrosse still and and, and i've also play coquillum in the summer i know they were trying to get you out for a couple games uh -huh. so we'll have to you've been out once uh it was a short trip where you got to come see the house and and hang out with the parents for a bit but maybe a couple of weeks out there one summer will be will be fun and um yeah that's that's what's going on right now not a whole lot of uh, well there is a whole lot of uncertainty with with kind of the the climate we're in right now but um yeah a lot of a lot of lacrosse and uh enjoying it doing a lot of coaching helping right now a bit with uh tyler pace's program um pcl and and uh doing some coaching and mentoring and, and same with the seals so um staying busy but still playing a lot of lacrosse and coaching right no question that uh, definitely right when because you know we me and you were kind of doing the same things you know it's just so much lacrosse and uh the whole year you know like you look at any other professional sport you're not playing like you got your your season and then you have the off season you know and we don't really get that you know it's like, yeah well, exactly outdoor, right outdoor yeah. indoor you know it's not it's not quite an everyday thing like you know hockey or, or baseball or one of those sports but it is it's basically an all-year-round thing because i mean you know too now from playing international stage you're going to be in the summer playing whether um it's field lacrosse or box coming up in the fall and and all that and then you're right into you know you think you're you're going to get a break for a bit and maybe a couple of weeks and next thing you know training camp for the NL started and the season right. is up and running out of nowhere so it is it's uh it's a lot but it's it's fun and you know it's, it's pretty uh we're pretty fortunate to get to do what we love so and, and yeah. be around all the great people we are and um so it's, it is it's 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 a ton of fun and try to do that as, as long as we can. Yeah, no question, man. Well, dude, this was, this was awesome. This was, this was a great, yeah. great podcast, great, great trip down memory lane, man. That was, <laughs> I, I was smiling this whole time, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's the one nice thing about, uh, you know, not, nothing going on right now is you got a lot of time to, to reminisce on all the, the good memories and great people you've been around. So it's good to see you, buddy, and, and thanks for having me on. Likewise. Well, hopefully, hopefully be seeing each other soon or playing against each other soon, but uh, it's all up in the air, right? We're going to be quarantined somewhere for this PLL championship. <laughs> yeah. We're going to 
we're going to be somewhere just chilling for 10 days or so. So I'll see you down there, man.